Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. I'll look back at the third day's play from Chennai in the first test. And actually, it was a day of cricket, Simon, that had everything, really. It had a, a superb opening spell by Joffre Archer, early wickets. It had a, a nagging accuracy of Jimmy Anderson. It had a little bit of sublime timing from Shubman Gill. It had the typical wall-like resistance of Cheteshwar Pajara. It had the dynamic counter-attacking of Rishabh Pant. It had the ball spinning out of the rough. And it had a number of brilliant catches by England as well, leaving the situation that England uh, have uh, the Indians 257 for six in their first innings, still 321 behind. So England very much on top. And Don Best with four wickets as well, which perhaps, in a, in a way, he didn't entirely deserve because they weren't all brilliant deliveries, but it was a, a day of ebbing and flowing and, and fascinating cricket. Uh, I was going to add there, it had Don Best burgling some more wickets, but he also got Coley out with a sort of genuine off-break bowler's uh, dismissal, bringing Coley forward. He, he rather jabbed out of it. He didn't play it particularly well, actually. It spun a fraction, bounced a fraction, and went out to short leg where Ollie Pope took the catch. But it, it wouldn't be a Don Best spell in, in Test cricket without him getting a wicket off a... Well, he got a wicket off a long hop and he got a wicket off a full toss. England's catching was superb. Brilliant catch from Joe Root to get rid of Rahani off the full toss. And then the long hop hitting short leg fielder and bouncing up to Burns at mid-wicket. But, but I think Best bowled really, really well today, actually. Bowled, you know, he, he bowled in really controlled fashion. And we're going to hear from him uh, very shortly on this podcast and get his thoughts on, on how he bowled today and England's position in the match, which is, I think, a, a really strong position. I suppose that the thing is now, can they go on and win it? Is it going to be a, a race against time? How important is the follow-on going to be? There's that famous saying, isn't there? It's lucky to be good, but it's even better to be lucky. And Bess seems to be one of those bowlers. He does get wickets. He's, he's got that kind of Botham-esque quality. It's it's born, of I think, of, of, of ability, but also mm. this constant optimism and just having a positive attitude to everything. So he deserves the success he gets. But really certainly two and maybe even three of his wickets today were not actually the best balls. I mean, undoubtedly, the, the wicket of Coley was, was excellent. And I really loved the way that England engineered that wicket because they, they'd had a, a field setting with six men on the leg side and only three on the offside to Bess with a slip and a deep cover and a mid-off. And Bess just tends to bowl at times too straight partly because of his action, which doesn't allow him to get that drift away from the right-hander, but also with that field setting as it was, six men on the leg side, you, you sort of, you're a little bit more reluctant 
to give the batsman the, the opportunity to drive through the offside. But they then, after Pajara had got a single with that same field setting, they then moved a man from short mid on across to the offside to the extra cover region to give Best that little bit more protection on that side. And that, that may have just induced him to bowl a little bit wider to Coley. Coley drawn, instead of looking to work it on the leg side, because of the slightly wider line, he was pushing against the spin through the offside, and that caused the inside edge and the little sort of ricochet to uh, Ollie Pope at short leg. So, you know, it was using the field setting and, and just tinkering with his line a little bit, and a perfect line and length delivery as well, which bounced a touch and spun enough to get a master batsman out. What about Coley? He doesn't sweep, does he? We've seen Joe Root throughout this winter sweeping the, the spinners mercilessly, and it's been really beneficial for him, really profitable. He's got these huge scores, and he takes it on, slog sweep, reverse sweep, re- dab sweep. You know, But Coley, he, he doesn't bother, and he's one of the, the master players in the world. Um, what do you think about that? Well, who's to say, who's to try and tell Virat Coley how to bat? But mm. I, I think sweeping... Is, is very valuable for a batsman because, firstly, there are so many different sweeps. So as Root has demonstrated, he can hit the ball way in front of square or square or very fine. And it, it really messes the, the bowler's line, his length and his field settings about. So it's, it's much harder for a bowler to, to maintain any control on a batsman if they are that good at sweeping as Root is. Perhaps Coley finds the shot harder to play and prefers to stick with his more wristy style of working the ball. And, well, you know, he's averaging 55 in test cricket, so, you know, who's to, who's to criticise him? But mm. I, I think certainly uh, against a top-class spinner, they hate being being swept because it's it's so disruptive to their, their line and length. The best balls often are the ones that get swept and then you're searching as a bowler, you're then searching for something else which can upset your whole rhythm. It's an amazing game, cricket, isn't it? One spinner in the team can have a a great day. Don Best, 23 overs, five mains, four for 55. As we mentioned, he gets Coley out, he gets Pant out and he gets a wicket off a a full toss and he gets a wicket off a long hop. At the other end, uh, Jack Leach, who also picked up wickets in Sri Lanka, has one of those days, 17 overs, two maidens, naught for 94. He had a catch drop towards the end of the day's play as well. Archer uh, running back, Washington Sundar giving the chance and Archer spilled. It wasn't an easy chance. It was a bit like the one Anderson took in Gaul in the second test match running back. Archer wasn't able to to get onto it and, and take the catch. So Leach has one spilled. Meanwhile, England are catching flies off, you know, off Don Bess and, and off uh, Joffre Archer as well. Anderson taking one off uh, Shubman Gill's bat with Archer was bowling early on. And Rishabh Pant climbs into Jack Leach. Uh, I don't know, what, 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 what do you say to uh, your partner? We'll find out in a minute, actually. What, what, do you, what do you say to your partner, though, after a day like that? Well, you say keep going and uh, it'll turn, it'll change. I don't think Leach bowled particularly well. I think he... He could have gone round the wicket to the left-hander, Pant, to, especially when he was taking him on. I, I felt his his length was generally a bit too short. And, you know, it's hard bowling in these conditions against batsmen who are used to it. But I, I felt he could have bowled a bit fuller and actually even a bit slower 
and and just tempted Pant to go for it again off a slightly slower delivery. I think in, you know spinners of the past would have definitely done that. I remember um, you know this is a long time ago, but Derek Underwood was a classic bowler for if someone attacked him. He, he would belt, dolt, dangle the carrot. Actually, Tuffers was very good at that as well. Mm. You know, the ball on a string, just uh, toss mm. it up a bit higher and, and induce the batsman to play another shot. And the slower, we know from you know, T20 cricket, actually, quite often, that the slower you bowl, often the, the harder it is to hit and the more effective it can be. So I think this is all just learning experiences for these guys at, at this level. They haven't done much bowling in these conditions or any bowling in these conditions, really, apart from in Sri Lanka. So I'm sure best will have been reassuring to Leach and they'll come back tomorrow, better bowlers and better people and, you know, things may change. Let's have a listen to Don Bess now then. He took those four wickets today, got Pant out, caught by Leach, actually a very good catch by Leach at, at deepish extra cover, Pant out for 91 thrilling innings from him uh, while it lasted, got to his 50 from 40 balls, hit four sixes in the first part of that innings. Anyway, let's hear from Don Bess First, on the state of the game. I think the most important thing is coming back, finishing off this first innings, um, seeing where they are at at that point. Because um, obviously they've got these two that can certainly bat. Um, and then we go from there. Um, but like I said, we put ourselves in a very good position. I think the way we went about our batting first innings, the way we've gone about it um, in Sri Lanka as well, obviously led by Ruti, has been phenomenal. Um, obviously having Stokesy back, um, having Burnsy back, Joffre's come back in. I think um, we've just sort of kicked on again from Sri Lanka. And like I said, we come back tomorrow, we reassess. Hopefully we take four wickets. Obviously the new ball's around the corner. Um, and yeah, we, we see what the situation is. We know that games over here speed up very quickly. Um, I've seen the stats and the averages sort of back end of, back end of um, the game. I think that's really important. So... Again, we stick to our process and hopefully um, we'll be on that side. But like I said, tomorrow is just a new day. The wicket of Coley, I mean, is that the wicket that's given you most satisfaction in your test career so far? I mean, it's certainly up there. It's, um, it's certainly, a, a, I guess, a, obviously, it's a, the player, the calibre of who he is, I think is phenomenal. Um, obviously, he's a world-class player, one of the best. Um, again, it's more the process. It's more what I'm, I'm learning, what I'm doing that is getting me to that, if that makes sense. And like I said, I'm 23. I'm, I'm only going to keep growing here. Um, and it's, the journey is going to be up and down. Um, but yeah, it's obviously giving me confidence. Um, I think, like I said, we go back. I, I don't want to think about it too much. We're in the middle of the game. It's, do you know what I mean? We've got so much to, so much to work on. It's like I said, we've, I've got, we've got him as a team. Um, we'll have to try and get him out next innings. Um, and like I said, it's, it's a long series. So, yeah. Is that the best you've bowled in Test cricket? Yeah, I think so. Um, I thought I bowled, again, I thought I bowled really well at Cape Town when I actually came back on a pretty solid wicket. Um, again, I thought I bowled well uh, in Port Elizabeth, but I think, I guess coming from the, the lack of preparation, I talk about um, obviously after the summer having quite a big break and obviously myself moving um, moving away. I had to do a lot of things outside of cricket, obviously moving house and, 
at times how stressful it is. Um, I don't know, I've got to thank my girlfriend for doing most of it, but I think the preparation in terms of that, it was a very, it was very different and very new to me. So it was really important to make sure that um, I had real confidence in uh, my mentality, that side of it, my process. I think that was a really important thing. It was a day of contrasting fortunes for, for the two spinners, for, for yourself and Jack Leach. What, what do you say to Jack after a, a day like he's had and a day like you've had? No, I thought he bowled really well. And that's not me just saying it. You look at, look at the way he bowled to Pan and you look at the way he bowled to Sunder, you get the, you get the spot map. I reckon there's 20 balls within a spot. Pant's just a completely different player. Pant played a phenomenal innings. And he, again, if one goes straight up there, it's a completely different game. They're five down and they are really in a big hole. I think how he played was really courageous and actually really bold. And we know he plays like that. Um, but how Leachy again came back and just kept smashing a leg shows, shows the qualities that he has. Um, and again, I know, I know people will look at the outcome at one point, I know he's going at 10s, it doesn't matter. Um, I thought he bowled really well how he came back. And again, it's not about, it's about a collective. It's about getting 10 wickets together. Um, and like I said, he's, he's so strong mentally. He's been through a hell of a lot. That's, that's not going to phase him at all. He had the catch dropped towards the end of the day's play as well. But England's catching today was, I mean, was top class for, for most part. Yeah. And, and like I said, that is, I'll tell you what, that sums up cricket. And I know Leachy was laughing a little bit, and I, I, I was laughing. Obviously, it's gone straight up, and, and you, you drop catches, whatever. And that, that probably some Leachy stay up, um, just unlucky. And you, then you, you go to my side, and I've bowled slightly fuller one, and Rudy's taken an absolute blinder. And like, again, it's, that sums up the cricket. Like, that is cricket. Um, it's going to happen. Um, so I think, I, I, like I said, going back to your original question, I think the way that our fielding has been, the, the amount of hard work that you see the lads do in around the bat. I know Popey's, we got Popey, Crawley, Bluey, obviously phenomenal in that short leg area, close catching, obviously Rooty, Bluey, uh, Stokesy. I think there's no surprise that we're doing what we're doing out there and you see those speckies. Well, there's Don Bess, uh, sympathy for Jack Leach, saying he didn't think he bowled that badly, but he's got the chance, of course, in the second innings when you'd expect the pitch to offer a bit more to the spinners. We're on the third day and the, the ball is turning and bouncing. There is something there. It's not quite sort of like gall at the moment, but there is definitely plenty to work with. So India are 321 runs behind. They've got four wickets left. What do England do, Yoz, if they get India in a position where they can ask them to follow on. India need to score 379, so they've still got a, a long way to go. And the Indian tail, uh, tails these days, you mustn't just write off tails these days because these days lower order players have a habit of, you know, p- producing something significant. But Ishant Sharma, Jasprit Bumrah and Shabazz Nadim are to come in. So that you think there's a reasonable expectation there that England will be in a position sometime tomorrow to enforce the follow on. What do they do? Do they bat again? Or do they enforce the follow-on? Well, I'm going to give you a really boring answer and say that it depends what happens. If they get the wickets early, then yes, they should make them follow on. If they don't, if it takes a bit of time and the bowlers start to tire and it's hot and all that, they'll have to bat again. So it really depends what happens in that first hour. Jasprit Bumrah batting average 2.71. <laughs> and he's, he's down to come in next. So... I don't know if he actually will. It may be uh, Ishant Sharma comes in next. But, 
You know, there's not much to come. So if England can break this this partnership, Washington Sunder, a, a classy player actually on Test debut in Brisbane, he looked really assured, and he opens the batting in domestic cricket. So he's impressive. Ashwin, we know four Test hundreds and very very difficult to dig out. Those guys will be get stuck in in the morning. So. It's a question of England, you know, unsettling them, getting parting those, and then you know they could they could conceivably bowl India out for under three hundred, in which case that's a lead of two seventy, two seventy two eighty. Well, that's mm. fantastic. I, I would enforce the follow on, but if yeah. it takes them about you know two hours to to prize the, the the four wickets out, then maybe they should bat again. Yeah, and they, it, then England would have to go for quick runs because they would need to give themselves time to bowl India. It feels like a great opportunity for England. They played all the cricket so far, well, most of it anyway. Rishabh Pant was superb and actually put the pressure back on them and you know gave India some light really there at the end of a, a very long tunnel from seventy-three for four, I and mean, they really were in a desperate situation at that stage. But England play most of the cricket. You feel they want to make the most of this opportunity. Remember last time round in, in Rajkot, they were sort of in a, not quite in the same position because India didn't uh, got many more runs in their first innings. But England were controlling the game, and it was about when they were going to declare how many they needed on the final day to, to try to bowl India out. England, I think, in a more advanced position than they were in this match. But you feel this is such a good opportunity for England. They they sort of got India pretty close to where they want them. I mean, if you offered England this position after three days, you'd say, oh, yes, please. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really good position uh, to be in, but there's still a long way to go. They've still got to get 14 Indian wickets on the last two days uh, to win the Test match. So uh, that, that's the sort of tantalising thing for, for Joe Root, to force the follow-on or not, and then if they don't, how long do they bat for and, and what sort of target do they they set India especially when you especially when you see someone like Rishabh Pant come out and play that way I mean, well and and indeed the uh, the extraordinary victory by the West Indies in Bangladesh as well absolutely absolutely Chasing 390 odd and brilliant a, a man on his test debut Kyle Mayers getting 210 not out uh, which uh, apart from Bob Massey's 16 wickets on his test debut in England in the Ashes of 1972, that has to be the best test debut of all time. And it just shows that the, the fascination that, that cricket, test cricket is throwing up at the moment. My old colleague, John Embry, who was a fine spinner, of course, for England, he would be saying in the situation for England, uh, bat again and get your long spikes on, lads. And what he meant by that was when you bat run up the pitch, which is legal, of course, if you're trying to hit the ball, run up the pitch and scuff it up as much as you can so that the spinners can do their work in the final innings. But, you know, West Indies, 210 not out, Kyle Mayers, and that also actually an interestingly poised match in... Uh, between South Africa and Pakistan as well. So Test cricket is really, really good at the moment. It's it's brilliant. A fantastic win for the West Indies. A remarkable innings uh, chasing 395. And you're right about the the Pakistan-South Africa match as well. Pakistan looked to have a sort of firm grip on that game. But South Africa, 127 for one in their second innings, needing a further 243 runs to win. It, it does seem that teams are more adept in the fourth innings of matches now. I don't know why that is. Is it to do with one-day cricket? Well, I think it, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's because, I think it's one-day cricket, definitely. And I think it's the range of, mm. of shots that, that players have. You know, the, the pitch may be wearing, but look at Rishabh Pant, who today was taking on 
uh, Jack Leach out of the rough. And when there were three men back on the boundary, he was still targeting the, the, the ropes, trying to hit them over the top. Or there was one occasion where, OK, so the leg side field was pretty strong. So he walked right across his stumps and ramped him over sort of the wicketkeeper's head. Uh, so the, the range of shots he's got, we, of course, we saw Ben Stokes do that both in this test match and in the Headingley test match before. So it's it, it's the range of shots that that, uh, that batsmen have now. And I, I suppose the other thing I was thinking was, you know, I've got a bit of audio here of and I've played this before on uh, on this podcast of um MS Dhoni walking out to bat in Chennai. And just let's play a little bit of it and I'll explain why it's relevant in a minute. So you can probably hear this. This is MS Dhoni just about to, to come out to bat in his kingdom at Chennai, of course, as captain and leader of the Chennai Super Kings. And, you know, the crowd are going absolutely wild. I was sat in the crowd listening to this and just how you play against it as he arrives out in the middle with the emperor about to take on all his uh, opponents. And he smashed 28 off the final over of that innings. And, of course, there's no crowds at the moment in any of these test matches, Chennai being one. I wonder if that helps the opposition and why we're seeing, like in Australia, the, the, the Indians winning that unlikely run chase in Brisbane because there's no home support or isn't that there isn't the same intensity of home support backing the home team. Mm, I'm not. I'm not totally sure about that. I mean, in, in Brisbane on the last day, I mean, you don't get very big crowds anyway, and there were quite, there was a, quite a lot of Indian support cheering the team on. I suppose there was that backing for the from the Indian supporters. Uh, I think one of it is, is sort of attitude of mind. I think players are prepared to go for their shots more than they ever used to, and that puts the pressure back on the bowler. And Rishabh Pant showed that today. I mean, normally you don't play like that in a test match, do you? Someone like Pant playing that that in a test match when you're 70 before, you know, with the other team having scored 500 and odd, but he was uninhibited, and you know it, it worked because it's got India away from a real stranglehold. Okay, they're still in a tough position in the game. But his counter-attack you know, gave confidence to the others and it also increased the, the score significantly as well. So it brings down the, the follow-on, it, it takes time out of the game, all those sort of things. And it, you know, it started to put the pressure back on England. But it seems, it seems to me players are a bit more confident chasing, they've got a greater range of shots and they're prepared to take on shots in difficult conditions as well. As you mentioned, Stokes and, and Pant here. I mean, the ball was spitting out of the rough when Stokes was batting, but he was still pumping it into the stand. And the same with Richard Pant. I mean, Jack Leach was putting it in the rough and Pant was put, putting him into the stand as well. So it might be those factors. Perhaps pitches generally don't deteriorate as much as they used to. That might be a, another factor. But it seems as if one-day cricket has left batsmen less inhibited. And and also, you have bigger chases, don't you, in one-day cricket? Not quite the same in, in, in test cricket. Obviously, it's not the same. But there's that sort of mentality that's just a bit different. So you've got, you've got West Indies having won. You've got South Africa putting up a, a, a decent fight of it in the fourth inning. So it, it just makes you think, as, you know, what do you set India in, in the fourth innings if it comes to that? But you, you think you've got Pant in the back of your mind. Just as well, I suppose just as well, you haven't got Hardik Pandya there, uh, out there as well because he <laughs> likes to play that way as well. But, you know, the, it's a very strong Indian batting lineup. But this, to me, this feels like a great opportunity uh, for England to to win the game. But there are, you know, there are going to be some sort of quite tough calculations that are going to have to be made over the last couple of days of this Test match uh, if England are to go on and get themselves into a really sort of strong winning position. They're in a decent, very decent position, but uh, there's still plenty to do. 
Listen, I'll, I'll give you another example of lack of crowd support not helping the home team. Scotland just beat England at Twickenham. <laughs> I don't think they would have done that with a, a full house at Twickenham, really, though they actually did outplay England, so they deserved the victory, undoubtedly. Well, it's so much un- unexpected sequence and results in sport at the moment and uh, we're all enjoying it tremendously and I'm sure there's plenty in store again tomorrow in the fourth day from Chennai we'll be back to report on that this time tomorrow hope you can join us yeah we can't wait for that uh, fourth day join us tomorrow goodbye for now Podcast Network.